Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Insomniac, the podcast for true crime, history, ghost stories, and more. As always, this is your host, Rachel Lemley, and today we are going to the town too tough to die, Tombstone, Arizona. The Tombstone Silver Mine was founded in 1877 by Edward Shefflin, naming it Tombstone after several people had warned him, all you'll ever find in those hills is your tombstone. Word quickly spread of the rich silver mine, and soon prospectors, outlaws, cowboys, and businessmen all flocked to the area, and in 1879 the town of Tombstone was established near the mine. Tombstone quickly became a town known for its lawlessness and gunslinging, The famous Earp brothers, Wyatt, Morgan, James, and Virgil, arrived in Tombstone in 1879. Tombstone also became home to the famous Doc Holliday and Big Nose Kate in 1880, and by the mid-1880s, Tombstone had reached its peak population of close to 9,000 people. In the late 1800s, mining slowed down, and by 1890, the mines were closed for good, and people began to move away. In 1929, the nearby town of Bisbee voted, and Tombstone was officially declared a ghost town. But with the help of dedicated locals and a 1950s TV show about Wyatt Earp sparking interest, Tombstone lives on. Today, Tombstone has a population of over a thousand, with a very well-preserved downtown, which is home to the famous Birdcage Theater, OK Corral, and the spirits of those too tough to die. When you visit downtown Tombstone, the first building you come to is the Birdcage Theater. The Birdcage Theater was first opened in December of 1881, with one of its first acts being Alma Hayes, also known as Female Hercules, or Woman with the Iron Jaw. Her acts consisted of lifting heavy items, often with her teeth. Other entertainment included comedy shows and masquerade balls. Between 1891 and 1898, the birdcage operated 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. It was during this time that the birdcage earned its reputation as the wickedest and wildest night spot. It was also during this time that the world's longest poker game took place, in the basement. The game lasted eight years, five months, and three days, being played continuously, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. With the mine and town of Tombstone slowing down, the Birdcage Theater shut down in 1892. Today, the building can still be toured and even includes a small gift shop. And though it is a tourist attraction today, the wild and wicked days of the Birdcage Theater resulted in 26 murders, 140 bullet holes in the ceiling, and ghostly activity around every corner. While most of the 26 murders at the Birdcage Theater were results of gunfights over poker games, one murder stands out as particularly gruesome. A performer and prostitute known as Margarita had a favorite customer named Billy Milgreen, but she wasn't the only one. 
Another worker, known as Gold Dollar, also favored Billy. One night, during a poker game, Margarita kissed Billy, and this sent Gold Dollar into a rage. She grabbed Margarita by her hair and began stabbing her in the chest. Witnesses say that she was trying to hack her heart out. Margarita died from the injuries, and Gold Dollar fled the scene. She was later apprehended by law enforcement. However, she was miraculously let go due to lack of murder weapon and so-called lack of evidence. Many people who have worked at the Birdcage Theater have claimed to see a woman in white. A former employee named Nova was working alone one night, and as she looked up at the boardwalk, what she saw shocked her. She saw a woman in white walking across the boardwalk. The woman stopped, leaned over the railing, and stared at Nova. As she was trying to comprehend what she was seeing, the woman disappeared. Another former employee named Dean was walking up to the theater and saw a woman in white standing by the window in an employee-only area. He quickly entered the theater to tell her that she could not be there, but when he got to where she had been standing, she was gone. Could the woman in white be the spirit of Margarita who was violently murdered and her killer set free? No one knows for sure, but those who have witnessed the woman in white will never forget her. Employees have not only seen the ghosts of the birdcage, but they have also felt them. One night, former employee Patricia, who has had many ghostly encounters at the birdcage, was telling a co-worker that there was not anything that the ghost could do that would surprise her anymore. And right as she finished the sentence, as if on cue, she felt a pair of hands run up her leg. She jumped in shock, and as she did, the feeling stopped. I guess the ghost could surprise her after all. Another employee reports to having their shoulder grabbed, and another reports to being tapped on the shoulder three times. In both of these cases, the employees were completely alone. In addition to sight and touch, there have been many reports of unexplained sounds, such as the piano playing on its own, laughter, and even crying. It seems that the wicked and wild days of the Birdcage Theater never fully ended, and if you visit there today, you may just witness it firsthand. Stick around after this short sponsor break to hear a more recent story of Tombstone's Wicked Ways. In July of 2014, 60-year-old Barry Chappelle became convinced that 74-year-old Leroy Colomy was sexually assaulting a woman that Barry considered to be his girlfriend, and on July 9th, Barry would confront him. Around 1 p.m., Barry arrived at Leroy's house, being met outside the front door by Leroy. An argument quickly erupted, and Barry drew a pistol. He shot Leroy multiple times and fled the scene. He stopped at a local convenience store telling them, call 911, I just shot someone, and he was quickly taken into custody without incident. Tragically, Leroy Colomy did not survive his injuries, and when the woman that Barry considered to be his girlfriend was interviewed by police, 
she told them that she was actually in a relationship with Leroy, and in fact, Barry had been stalking her for weeks. Barry Chappelle pled guilty and was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Leroy Colomy, who worked at the Birdcage Theater for nearly 20 years. It appears that Tombstone's wicked gunslinging days aren't as far behind us as we would like them to be. One of the most famous locations in Tombstone is the O.K. Corral gunfight site. Wyatt Earp and his brothers represented law and order in Tombstone and had a reputation for being ruthless and power-hungry, while the Clantons and the McClearys were lawless cowboys who lived on the outskirts of town and were known as thieves and murderers. For years, the two opposing sides battled for control over Tombstone, and in October of 1881, that battle finally came to an end in a blaze of gunfire at the O.K. Corral. On the morning of October 25th, Ike Clanton and Tom McLaurie came into Tombstone for supplies. Over the next 24 hours, the two men had several violent run-ins with the Earps and their friend, Doc Holliday. Around 1.30 p.m. on October 26th, Ike's brother Billy rode into town to join them, along with Frank McLaurie and Billy Claiborne. The first person they met in this local saloon was Doc Holliday, who was delighted to inform them that their brothers had both been pistol-whipped by the Earps. Frank and Billy immediately left the saloon, vowing revenge. Around 3 p.m., the Earps and Holliday spotted the five members of the clanton McClary gang in a vacant lot behind the O.K. Corral. The famous gunfight that ensued lasted for all of 30 seconds, and around 30 shots were fired. Though it's still debated who fired the first shot, most reports say that the shootout began when Virgil Earp pulled out his revolver and shot Billy Clanton point-blank in the chest. Doc Holliday fired a shotgun blast at Tom McClary's chest. Wyatt Earp wounded Frank McClary with a shot to the stomach, but Frank managed to get off a few shots before collapsing, as did Billy Clanton. When the dust finally cleared, Billy Clanton and the McClary brothers were dead, and Virgil and Morgan Earp and Doc Holliday were all wounded. Ike Clanton and Claiborne had run for the hills, and the sheriff had witnessed the shootout and had arrested the Earps and Holliday for the murders. But a month later, a tombstone judge found the men not guilty, ruling that they were fully justified in committing these homicides. The O.K. Corral is said to be haunted by both the cowboys and the lawmen. Guests witness various apparitions throughout the site. Apparitions of men in full cowboy attire are the most frequent sightings, appearing with their guns drawn. The O.K. Corral manager even claims that he saw the ghost of a tall, thin man in a flat-brimmed hat. Is this one of the Earps, or are these the ghosts of the cowboys preparing for the showdown? Cold spots are also reported throughout the property, and guests even hear the sounds of phantom horses. When you visit Tombstone today, actors reenact the famous gunfight at the O.K. Corral, 
and if you're lucky, you'll be there at the right time to catch the show. Just pay close attention to who's doing the shooting. It could be an actor, or it could be a ghost. Our next haunted stop in Tombstone is Shefflin Hall. Shefflin Hall was constructed in 1881 by Al Shefflin, the brother of the town's founder. Meant to appeal to Tombstone's elite, the refined theater accommodated up to 600 people and held some of the most decorated performances of the time. It was the largest, most elaborate theater between El Paso, Texas and San Francisco, California. But as mining and the town slowed down, so did business at Shefflin Hall, and it quickly fell into disrepair. In 1963, after decades of deterioration, the hall was saved by historic tombstone adventurers, an organization solely formed to restore the town's landmarks. Following a successful restoration, the hall was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1966 before being donated to the city in 1979. Now, standing just as it did all those years ago, the hall continues to serve the public, playing performances, holding meetings and social gatherings, a space for locals, tourists, and the ghosts that never left. One ghost story from Shefflin Hall comes from a local ghost tour guide who went down into the dressing rooms to investigate claims of a lady in red. She entered the dark dressing room and waited, but nothing appeared. Convinced that she had wasted her time, she started to walk out, but just as she passed by one of the large mirrors in the room, she saw what was unmistakably the reflection of a woman in a red gown. To validate that she wasn't just seeing what she wanted to see, she called over one of the building's employees, but by the time they got there, the woman was gone. Another hot spot for ghostly activity is the basement. Shefflin Hall was used by the Freemasons as a lodge for many years, and it was during this time that a man named Frank Austin allegedly shot himself in the basement. Throughout the years, several witnesses claimed to hear the voice of Frank Austin, as well as see the apparition of a man in the basement. In addition, visitors claimed to hear laughter, music, and shouting. It seems that the joy and tragedy of this place linger on, and if you visit, you might just catch a glimpse of both. Our final stop in Tombstone is the famous Boot Hill Cemetery. Boot Hill isn't Tombstone's first cemetery, but it is Tombstone's most notorious. Named for those buried with their boots on, Boot Hill became the final resting place for outlaws from 1878 to 1884. Today, visitors report ghostly shadows, strange lights, and spooky sounds. One of those reports comes from a journalist who once overheard a strange, small, voice. The journalist had stopped at an unmarked grave where he could make out a tiny whisper. It was nice of you to do that. 
Startled, the journalist stepped back. He assumed he had mistaken the sound, yet when he stepped forward, he heard the voice again. You came back. You must like to play with me a lot. The voice sounded confident, yet childlike. But it was when the voice began to laugh that the journalist panicked. He then saw a human-like shadow out of the corner of his eye. The shadow began to move towards him, and then just as quickly, it disappeared, and all that was left was the unmarked grave. Other ghostly sightings include a woman in a red dress and a man that many say is Billy Clanton, who was killed in the OK Corral gunfight and was buried at Boot Hill Cemetery. It seems that those buried in Boot Hill really are too tough to die. From the Birdcage Theater to Boot Hill Cemetery, Tombstone is rich with history and ghosts, and these are just some of the haunted locations in Tombstone. Other haunted sites include the Crystal Palace Saloon, Big Nose Kate Saloon, and many more. Just about every building in this town has a ghost story. So visit Tombstone today. Tour the wildest and wickedest night spot, pay your respects at Boot Hill Cemetery, and stand where the most infamous gunfight took place. You may just catch a glimpse of the ghostly outlaws that still run this town. That's it for this week. If you don't already, follow Insomniac on Facebook and on Instagram at Insomniac Photography to see pictures from this week's episode. Like, follow, share, and until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>